Any questions tonight? Yes. Um, so this morning I was reading Chaitanya Bhagavat on the past time when Lord Chaitanya went to Shantipur after um, taking sannyas and, and Mother Yashoda came there to see Sachi. Another Sachi came there to see Lord Chaitanya and in his prayers to her he he was saying how the affection that she had shown him as a child and his whole life, he couldn't repay it um, and let her own saintliness be her reward. So it was very much the same verse that we hear that Krishna said to the gopis in terms of, I can't repay the debt that I, you know, of your service. So um, I thought that was kind of that particular sentiment exclusively uh, for the service of the, the gopis. Yashoda is also a gopi. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's a little different uh, situation and the uh, statement doesn't carry the same kind of weight there that results, for example, in another Leela and so on and so forth. Um, but the uh, affection for Sachi, for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, was of course something very much celebrated uh, by his devotees, and it very much uh, stands out in the uh, in the Leela. It is indeed, as you're citing, um, in that instance, she who gave Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to to the world, him, him having put him, he having put himself in her hands, um, and speaking about his um, having taken sannyas as an act of of, um, of madness, and she of course gave a religious verdict that would protect her son from. Uh, criticism from saintly people for giving up sannyas and that would at the same time keep him relatively, comparatively close to all of the inhabitants of Navadweep by suggesting that he he go to Puri rather than a much greater distance as he had intended to go to Vrindavan. So um, this is uh, um, a powerful instance and uh, um, example of the significant role that she plays in Gorlil and of course through his, his childhood he was mostly raised by his mother his father passed away as I've um, reasoned that uh, it was Nanda Maharaj in Krishna Lila that took Krishna away to Mathura and um, assured Yashoda and others that he'd bring him back. <clears throat> and here, the sannyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is comparable in Gaur-lila to Krishna, in Krishna-lila going to Mathura, his taking sannyas. Is, um, this is the parallel, because he's leaving Nabadweep, which is not different from Vrindavan. And... Jagannath Mishra's father passed away before this 
as if he could not bear to be involved in it again. Let the burden be with Sachi. See how she deals deals with it, and she dealt uh, pretty well with it um, comparatively. Um, um, so I, I wouldn't uh, look at it like a parallel. That way, it hasn't been given that kind of emphasis. It doesn't have that kind of um, uh, result. Neither is the Vatsalya um, Rasa. Does it exceed to the point, uh, to the heights of Madhurya Rasa, where it's a literal fact that Krishna cannot. Um, repay the gopis in kind because he realizes they have something more than him in terms of uh, their experience of their tasting of rasa. Otherwise, in a general sense, Krishna is indebted to all his devotees. They're all sadhus. Hmm? They all have sadhus, sadhu-like um, love. And he himself says, sadhunam hridayam mayam. Hmm? that the hearts of the devotees are my heart and their hearts how's it go? My heart is their their hearts their hearts are my heart, something like that so it's a general um, statement about the saintliness of his devotees and his commitment to them his indebtedness to them his, his, his bias towards them his, his, his ornament you know, it's an ornament, his his bhaktabhatsalya, his, uh, I want to say, his, um, um, yeah, his partiality towards them, which otherwise, in an ordinary sense, partiality in God would be a problem. But the way in which they've approached him is, is he has to reciprocate in kind, and this is the result of it that um, he's so affectionately disposed towards them. So it's, I think, more of a, to be taken as a a general statement. And um, and at the same time, in the context of Gaur-lila, while it's it's an extension of the Krishna-lila, there are significant differences in in how how it plays out. There aren't any gopis there in in the in the leela of uh, for parakia with uh, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> um, all the devotees, including Sachi, despite her vatsalya, have some dasya sensibilities. Very hard for her because that's her son, but still. He's taking sannyas, he's, a, he's become a sadhu, and, and so forth. Uh, while they have their inner um, relationship with him in Krishna Lila, outwardly, the, um, <clears throat> the, uh, the Lila is pervaded by dasya sensibilities in relation to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And that's, for the most part, how everybody conducts themselves. Gadadhar conducts himself in relation to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu very much in that way. And he's the Radha of of Krishna Leela. Uh, this Jagadananda is a little bit, you know, deviant, but not that much. I mean, he's also... the If anybody in the Leela 
but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu treats him less like a sadhu and more like they would relate to him in Krishna. It's Krishna Leela, it's Sachi herself. Mm-hmm. So this is her special position, her motherhood. Kind of, kind of can't be denied. I mean, he has wife, Vishnu Priya, Lakshmi Priya passed away, married Lakshmi Priya, but there's some, there's some dasya sensibilities, obviously, to that um, relationship as well. So, and and Nanda Maharaj, Jagannath bowed out early, as we as we know. So, Sachi's position is very unique in that sense, and so the name. Sachinandan is a very um, dear name to the devotees. It it, it really reminds the, them, us, we are sadhakas, of the fact that she gave him to the world. And his sannyas Leela teaches us by example how to be sadhakas. So she gave him to the world in terms of his acharya Leela. And then, of course, in in Abhidweep itself, then you know he lives there, and uh, she's his mother. And uh, again, she brought him up alone. So, she, because the husband passed away, daughters prior to him passed away. The elder's brother left for sannyas, so she was a single, a single mother. <laughs> example bringing up a, a son and uh, so a very sig- significant uh, person in uh, in, in Gorlila so perhaps um, statement has a little more power than the general sense there but uh, it doesn't reach to the point of of um, Truly, being she doesn't possess something that that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu cannot reciprocate in kind. He couldn't give him the kind of given the circumstances. It was also part of the. He, although he was prepared to give up his his sannyas, um, goes that that far. Hmm. That would not be very saintly. <laughs> So I think we'd look at it like, like that, more broad, not as not a specific, parallel. But again, he's indebted to all the devotees in one sense. He can't pay any devotee back. He's purchased by them, right? But there's a special way in which gopis have purchased purchased him. It makes it clear to him that they've that they are experiencing something that uh, he's not not privy to. So, and uh, so the gopis have given Chaitanya up of the world also, right? What else? Something you've said that I also said thought about before of uh, in the general uh, Gaudiya world, um, Lord Chaitanya, it seems, has given less importance than Krishna. And, and although without Lord Chaitanya, there's no access to Krishna, so maybe that's he's the covered avatar and all that. But uh, it just seems a little bit curious to me. Always has, and yet not enough stress on Lord Chaitanya's mercy. Really, I mean, I, um, 
Well, different missions, devotee uh, sects may have different emphases, but there is, I think, a tendency to look at uh, at uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the uh, the giver of the gift of Braj Bhakti, and then preoccupy oneself with Braj Bhakti, which isn't which isn't wrong, but thinking a little more deeply about it. Um, that uh, we could reason that if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu can give Prajapakti, then what? He's the giver of the gift. He he, he has something. There's something more. Often when we get a gift, what really stands out is is the, is, is is the giver. If it's really a good gift, it's the, the giver takes precedent over the gifts. So can I say the two Leelas are are one and different at the same time there. One is an is extension of the other and if and if Gore Leela then Gore Leela is is just that extension of the other, then it obviously it contains something that Christian Leela does not contain. Christian Leela had limitations um to it that did not enable Krishna to taste rasa to the fullest measure. And the leela in which he was able to do that, that is gore leela. Therefore, do the math. Hmm. Gore leela is, is uh, more full. Hmm. And if you, of course, if, if you really fully immerse yourself in gore leela, you cannot, you, you, you cannot but have Krishna leela. You could have Krishna leela without gore leela. You could attain Krishna leela uh, even persons have done so prior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. The, the sages of Naimishirani attained Gopi Bhav. Bilvamangal Thakur attained Gopi Bhav. He didn't attain, attain Manjari Bhav, special gift of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Unatoja Rasam Subhakti Sriyam in that sense. But he's an example. There are other examples. So it's possible that uh, one could attain Krishna Leela and not Gaur Leela, but it's not possible to attain Gaur Leela and not attain Krishna Leela. In Gaur Leela, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was, was worshipping Krishna, hmm? Radha and Krishna. So the devotees enter into the worship with him, and as he experiences the object of his worship and the the, the sky parts, uh, and he finds himself in Krishna Leela. They find themselves in Krishna Leela with their uh, Brajalila Swaroops, and so this is very uh, extraordinary. We have Prabhupada's nice painting. I guess he must have commissioned that for his for his original um, uh, volumes, first volumes of his Bhagavatam commentary. And if you look carefully at this. The Brahman and the Vaikuntha planets and the center of the uh, lotus is Goloka, is Radha and Krishna. And you look behind and there's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu doing kirtan there. <laughs> right? So you see the lotus within the lotus. Namadweep is, is hidden. It's more secret than uh, than Krishna Leela. Hmm. Krishna Leela is, is, is known. From the scriptures, it's there, and there's a whole book, the Bhagavatam, about it. 
But uh, prior to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's devotees, yeah, you can pull a reference out here and there and say it refers to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Some could argue, eh, not necessarily. Some of some of them are pretty good references that are hard to to um, um, render otherwise. Um, but uh, it's uh, certainly much more hidden, special. It's said that uh, that uh, Radharani herself had a dream in which she found herself attracted to a to a sannyasi. And I thought, what, what, what kind of, how, we have someone who's asked the other day about if Krishna ever feels jealousy, like Radha feels jealousy because Krishna may be seeming to favor Chandravali. Hmm? But she has no other object of worship. Suddenly, in this, uh, in this dream, she had another object of, of worship. Hmm? And so she had to think about it. She brought it up to Krishna. I have this attraction to this other guy. <laughs> He's a sadhu, and uh, so forth. And he talked with her, and she came to the conclusion: Tattvamasi, you are that. <laughs> uh, I understand. Uh, you are that, and that, and uh, and in that form, you and I are are one. You have Krishna. You have Radha. We're always trying to bring them together. Hare Krishna mantra, in one sense, is for bringing Radha and Krishna together, right? Chaitanya mm-hmm. Mahaprabhu, they are together. They are in, in one. Shri Krishna Chaitanya, Radha Krishna, Nahayanya. Rupa Nuga, Jane Rajivan, said to be the life of the followers of Rupa Goswami. The fact that Radha and Krishna have become one, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they want to become one in love. They eternally become two for the sake of love. Hmm? Said that Krishna's like, uh, like um, breathing, but um, the breath is one thing. But if you put a flute to the breath, it's something very different. So, this Shakti is within him. He's experiencing it like breathing, but manifesting it externally in the form of Radha, then it becomes like breathing with along with the flute or sugar can't taste itself but hmm, it's sweet but if it could taste itself then it would be mad, go mad right so this this rup shakti is is inherent in krishna um, but when it manifests externally it takes a shape hmm, then that the ananda of that the rup shakti ananda exceeds the ananda of his own swarup, so he becomes attracted. So it's from something from within himself that he's attracted to in the form of Radha. And of course these are not events in time, but it's said by Srup Dhamma that the two, that Krishna has become two, one has become two, and the two have again become one. And the again becoming one is very significant. Of course that's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but what it amounts to is the fact that the two, the one has become two, and solved a problem. Hmm? Now Krishna can taste himself, right? Hmm? But another problem is created because as much as there's a need for two for there to be love, 
love is about the two becoming one. Now that doesn't mean to close back up into the situation where there's not two. And but in a dynamic sense, as I often say, you and I become we. Both of us are there, but but we're united, right? So they so they need to make a dynamic union. When they try to make that union of oneness, then that's that's what Ramananda said. Hmm? If you take a stone for grinding, then some of that stone becomes part of the, what you grind, right? Something like that. So the, the the two are becoming one, and you can't you can't distinguish. So in his poem, the idea is, which, which was something off the map. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, "You tell me what the goal of life is and how to attain it, and in doing so." Give reference from the scriptures. That's a significant statement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because he goes all the way up to this point and he says, can you say anything more? He says, I can say something more, but I can't support it from the scriptures. And I have this poem I wrote to try to express it. And so it's it's about the Radha and Krishna becoming one. And when they become one, of course, then the Radha starts thinking she's Krishna, Krishna starts thinking he's Radha, so the problem perpetuates. Mm-hmm. So, in response to the poem, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed himself as Radha and Krishna. He saw Sannyasi standing before him, but then he saw Radha and Krishna. Then he looked again, then he saw Sannyasi. So he's the solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. Of Radha and Krishna becoming one in love, so how full then is uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? How significant is the Gaur Lila? Uh, and again, you don't miss a thing of Krishna Lila in Gaur Lila. Hmm? It, it, where is it found in Krishna Lila? At the, at the zenith, at the apex, at the climax of Krishna Lila. That's where Gaur Lila is found. So as high as you can go in Krishna Lila, you end up. In, in the Gorlila. So these points should be circulated widely and then they should give us much enthusiasm for the worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is the which is the simple and easy, fast train to to the service of Radha. Mm-hmm. And to Prabodhananda Saraswati says, you know, the more you worship Radha Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the closer you come to the service of Radha. Mm-hmm. So, and he's shown an easy way to do that, right? Because you do, and this is what you would do in your in your sadhaka deha, right? As Chaitanya Mahaprabhu did, as the Goswamis did in their parent practitioner's body, Namkirtan and so forth. So, so yeah, it's 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 unfortunate that uh, some people look at. Uh, Gaur Lila as something like a stepping stone to Krishna Lila, at which time it's forgotten. In fact, there is one lineage that I'm aware of where they they have the idea that Gaur Lila, there is no eternal manifestation of Gaur Lila other than how it manifests in this this world. So there's no Gaur Lila Swarup and uh, and so forth uh, because it hasn't been. I guess they don't think it has been directly expressed anywhere or something to that effect. It's quite a 
say uh, different perspective than the rest of the whole sampradaya I mean the whole sampradaya um, maintains that um, there is a manifest and unmanifest Gaurila still they may not some may not emphasize the Gaurila in, in the same way perhaps um, but again we don't know all this different sex then there are some sects that that exclusively worship in, in Gaurila and they won't ever chant the name of Radha they only want to chant Vishnu Priya but then we don't find that to be very uh, you know orthodox uh, uh. the Goswamis of course um, didn't write extensively about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu right Pranam to Chaitanya Bhagavan and then on with their book there's a samastakam here and there, Rupa Goswami, Chaitanyastakam, eight prayers to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They didn't write extensively. They paid respect to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and talked about Krishna Leela. But you have to look at the whole thing. And then you see the writing, the beginning is the writing of the Goswamis and Kavi Karnapur. And the, and the end is, in terms of the, the founding of the Sampradaya, is the Chaitanya Charitamrita. <laughs> So it comes out there, and then all the Goswami's teachings found in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and in the context of the narrative, the whole book is about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his life. So, in like a needle, out like a like a plow, the Goswamis were were vexed with the task of having to establish the, the Chaitanya Sampradaya, and in the context of that, they had to sell the idea that Krishna is the Swayam Bhagawan. If on top of that they have to sell the idea that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna, um, you know they did, but they didn't. That was like not on the front table, so to speak. That was in the back room. You could buy that if you're a little more. Once you'd come in and, and accepted some of the more what were thought to be controversial points to, um, to begin with, the position of Radha they had to establish. Hmm. Where's the worship of Radha prior to the Goswamis? Even during the time of the Goswamis, some of the worship of Radha was was just with with mantra. Hmm. I give Radha Raman. There's no there's no form of Radha there. It was I think uh, the, the son of Pratapurja Maharaj in Puri who sent the first Radha deities to Vrindavan. Hmm. In a following, the, the uh, this is a follow through. So you know, he's the son of Pratapurdhimar. So this is a little later follow through on uh, the implications of the teachings of Chet of the Goswamis and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to them that you know it's not going to all come out, so to speak, the, right away. There, there's some things in the safe too that you know that yeah, if you want something even more, that's you know, pay a little bit more, something like that. <laughs> pay a little bit more attention, and you can. These are some of the secrets. But um, you see again, if from the literature point again, you see Chaitanya Charitamrita. There it is, and it's all safe now. To, you know, emphasize his position, and, and it's, but to, to begin with, with that, hmm, from a strat- strategy 
strategical point of view of establishing sampradaya, and that means that there are other sampradayas, lineages that have credibility, that have commentaries on Bhagavatam. And, and, and the Goswami's position was also there's no need for commentary on the Bhagavatam. That's a big thing to sell. How can you be a, a accepted school of Vedanta if you have no commentary on the Vedanta Sutra? And you can say, well, the Bhagavatam is the commentary. What are you talking about? Bhagavatam is the commentary on the Vedanta Sutra. Hmm. The general thinking is the Vedanta Sutra was written after the Bhagavatam. So you have to look at the work of Jiva Goswami and how he's brought all that out. It's pretty, pretty significant. So these are many, many, many things to sell um, and, or to, to demonstrate that they have credibility um, from the scriptural point of view, scriptural support to. Hmm? And as those foundational stones get in place, then then, uh, then you could come, we can argue, to more emphasis, direct emphasis on, on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now it would be very helpful in, in contemporary times to emphasize Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm. Because he's, he's such a nice person, <laughs> and uh, and he you know, he lived like a sadhu. He he dressed like this, and he did kirtan as we do, and so forth. And so he's our founding. You know, he's a saint. We can't say it. He's Bhagwan. He's also Bhagwan as a sadhu. So he popularized Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and and his approach to kirtan. Hmm? Kirtan is a popular. Um, thing. It's not an ango of yoga, but in all the yoga groups they do kirtan. Now, it's an ango of bhakti. So you can bring that out. That's a nice point. I brought it out at times. Um, that's a very good point. And, uh, and then within kirtan, Krishna kirtan, make a, a case for that. This is the full face of, of kirtan. Krishna himself says that his devotees, satatam kirtayantumam, this is how they worship me, with kirtan. And then, uh, you know, during the time of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as I've sometimes said, there was this bhakti kind of revolution, the idea that when humans had a more opportunity for a more direct connection with God without having to go through all this um, religious dogma and first become a Brahmin, born a Brahmin, then take a sannyas, only then you could, and you would meet with, you know, Nirvishesh Brahma. Hmm. Um, so, with uh, to answer to that, so to speak, by Nam, he's, he's there in his name, and the name, and then if you look at the Nam Dharma, a Dharma of the name, anyone can chant. This is the religion. Hmm? I mean, the mercantile class of Bengal hmm, had been um, put into great social uh, and religious difficulty by Balal Singh and um, and more or less they were ostracized from the Hindu community and the whole Varnashram system, social system of how you relate, how, how you do, you know, who you associate with, or how you associate with whom and so on and so forth. And uh, we know what your caste was, was, was very central. If you had no caste, um, well, were you even part of the society? Maybe you were an outcast, right? So if you had been ostracized from the Hindu community, you're, you're not going to become a Muslim. But what is what is your standing? 
And Nityananda Prabhu gave them new social standing by giving them a whole new system. Hmm? That, that they would they would come together for Sankirtan. And it and, and everyone was invited. <laughs> right? Doesn't matter what your caste is, you could come and transcend the caste, not go beneath the caste, but rise above the caste system. Hmm. To a new um, really a whole new st- structure, if you will, to the social life. Arguably, it uh, it's not dependent on Varnashram. You could work with it within Varnashram, or you can do it separately, as we do. <laughs> we don't live in a Varnashram society. So, um, uh, so these, if you, you look at Nityananda Prabhu, I was saying the other day that there is a there is a um, very much a social welfare component to the spiritual outreach of Nityananda Prabhu hmm. compared to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who, who ministered more to the, to the Brahminical class, educated people, and so they got him on both, both ends of the spectrum. They collected him. And because of the way Nityananda Prabhu did, you can, you can find this, uh, you know, this jivadoi, krishnanam sarvadharma sar, so the kindness of the jivas was there, and like you find udharandatta, his patita patita pabhanu udharanadatta, and he, he had the ten acres of kitchen he set up to feed the people of Bengal during the, during the famine, and he did housing projects for them and so forth, and and um, all the while nam, nam kirtan. Hmm? Um, so uh, these figures, Gore and Tananda, they're, they were easy to, to popularize. They're also they are also historical figures, rather than what might be termed mytho-historical. Case of Krishna, you can't trace out the historicity of Krishna from a modern historical historical approach. You cannot validate that Krishna was ever amongst us, or to speak, if he could that he was like he's described in the Bhagavatam. Not that we have to or need to. Hmm? There are other ways of knowing besides history, but but in an age or in a time when that is a standard of knowledge, hmm, the historical methods of establishing um, truth, if you will, then uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was more marketable, he's a historical figure, and uh, and a very extraordinary uh, religious figure and a a mystic, a very, uh, there's no parallel to, there's no comparison to him in terms of an an aesthetic, aesthetic, but an ecstatic uh, person. Hmm? And um, everybody's doing this for ecstasy, that's what they're living for. There's this, that's what the that's the whole. That's it. Everybody's living for bliss, uh, so it would uh, seem wise that if you want to teach about Krishna, to teach about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, his method of kirtan. His he created the whole dharma of the name. So how to do the kirtan? If you like kirtan, yeah. How to do the kirtan and and, and the further implications of it. Hmm? That it's not. It's, it's, there's there's a nirguna nam. 
rather than a sadhguna-nam. So if you like it, you can continue to do it forever. I thought you would do it for some time and then you'll be liberated and be quiet. <laughs> you like kirtan? Well, in Nirmishesh Burma, it's pretty quiet up there. There's no sound there. But in Golok, then, you have to listen real hard and the silent, sound of silence you have to listen to in the Nirvishesh Brahma. Maybe if you're lucky some devotee with kirtan and Goloka, you can, you can hear it's possible you could be pulled out <laughs> by kirtan. What is its, what is its power? And they usually speak like this to people who it has power over, even without knowing these things. Just they like it. They like the idea of of a uh, spiritual practice that um, is participatory, hmm? and uh, and that's somewhat important as well. The mode, the musical mode, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Kirtan was folk music, which is um, tends to be interactive and not. It's not like classical Indian music or European counterpart Bach and Beethoven uh, that's not participatory you can like sit back and okay you have to have some scar for it um, and of course it arises largely out of a rajasic conception of, of consciousness mixed up with the body um, so it's not to replace Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's kirtan that he makes so much out of two pieces of metal and and a clay drum. Hmm? What they've done with, with that kirtan, right? So Kolkarto, the flute of Krishna, Gaur Lila, as it appears. Hmm? So these seems like a very um, very uh, good foot forward, if you will, to uh, introduce people to what we're doing. Therefore, we had to put Chaitanya Mahaprabhu on our altar here, along with Radha and Krishna. So, um, and then again, it's not just for outreach, which is which is what your inquiry has, uh, in essence, was about, right? And we've addressed that. So these are nice, nice points. Significance of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela. Yes. Um, you mentioned a few days ago something along the lines of giving material things as part of karma and not part of bhakti. Could you elaborate just a little bit more about that? Well, uh, giving up material things is uh, part of nishkam karma, the fruits of one's actions. But one can also um, I think we, 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 I might have said giving things to Krishna is um, not bhakti in the sense that bhakti is giving yourself to Krishna. And then your things go along with that. But you could keep yourself, your Varnashram sense of yourself, for example, your identity, and give your things. It's a slight 
beginning to de- to deconstructing the self, but um, we're at the very beginning. We're Gopi Bhakta Purakamalyo Das Dasanadasa. So we're taught from the very beginning. We have a different identity, and cultivate that identity, not just to deconstruct the Barnashram identity that you have, which is done by giving up the fruits of one's uh, labor. If you effort, make effort, labor for the fruits, the fruits then define your identity. So by giving up, you may, in Nishkam Karma, you may continue to do the activity and give up the fruits, which takes the life out of the whole thing, so eventually it starts to deconstruct the identity. But bhakti is much more um, comprehensive in its approach, because it begins with a different identity. Mm. You have a different identity. And what does that and that identity do? It gives itself entirely. It's a, it's a giving itself entirely to Krishna through that which constitutes Rupa Bhakti, for example, hearing, chanting. This is the, our, pra- our practice. Mm. Um, so you could, you could give up, when I say give up things, you could give up things, and it might not be bhakti. But in bhakti, we what we do is we give up things that aren't favorable to Krishna's bhakti. And um, um, I mean, it's 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 a little. You give yourself; you're automatically giving your things. You don't give yourself; you could give your things and hang on to yourself. Identity. It's the difference. Um, Could you give yourself and not your things? You could keep your things. Yeah, you could give yourself and keep your things because you might need them for yourself to use in Krishna's service because that's what you do. <laughs> that's who you are now. <laughs> so. Okay. We'll stop there. Shri Shri Gaurada Madhava Ki Jai. Gaurabhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Gaurabhakta Vrinda Ki Jai.